Yo, what's up, guys? John Fitch here, and we're back again. We're back at it again. Another lovely Sunday evening here in the uh, Bay Area. Um, the sun's been out. It's still kind of chilly. It's, it didn't rain though, so I'll take that. I'll take it as a win. I'll take the no rain as a win. Is it's it's been wet. It's been real wet lately. Right, we got some fights to talk about. I just uh, I did a quick little beach muscle workout. Yep, I did a little quick quick beach muscle workout. Uh, get some get some uh, biceps, triceps, shoulders uh, in the garage. If you guys haven't checked uh, the stuff in the description, you haven't gone to the Gum Road. I've got I've got courses, guys. I've got some programs. You can do the fitness stuff that I use. To stay jacked and uh you know uh i guess maybe the diet will help with the luxurious hair maybe it'll help you out a little bit to clean it up eat some of what i'm eating i got meal plans i got the lifts right beach muscle lift it's in there i got kettlebell stuff all designed around martial arts type training okay and uh i had to figure it out for myself because not all lifting programs are, are are necessary for your average person or martial artist, for that matter. Uh, maybe you're not trying to be a huge bodybuilder and you don't need to do the type of sets and things they're doing. Maybe you're not a professional football player and you don't need to lift like they do, right? Maybe you just need to be as strong as possible for your weight. You need to be healthy. You need to be able to defend yourself. I got the programs for you. The Fitch Smash stuff, check it out. All right. It's there. You'll enjoy it. The the self-defense course, the practical self-defense course is under construction. It's 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 right there. It's right there. I'm a terrible writer and I'm having a hard time getting the sales page stuff for the government to put together, but it's coming. It's coming. Uh I got my lady friend helping out with a little bit. And we'll get to that. We'll 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 get it done. We'll get it here for you soon it'll be in the descriptions and stuff it'll be on the gum road so go check this stuff out all right um oh hamzamir where is this what <laughs> this is outrageous joe said mazaval is better than george st pierre and he has fought tougher competition that's that's just crazy talk what are they how do you actually mutter stuff like that? It's gone full clown show, guys. Like it's so pro wrestling. I can't I can't stand it. Are you guys able to to deal with how awful <laughs> the pro wrestling is? What is going on here with uh sorry guys, I had to check the re the uh the rock fan real quick. <clears throat> but yeah, what's uh Let's get into these fights already, okay? Because there's an, a number of them. And we'll start with the bare knuckles. I like the bare knuckles. I tell you, I like the bare knuckles. I hope you guys have been starting to watch the bare knuckles a little bit because they're fun. It, they're fun fights. It's not what you think. Trust me. Trust me, you'll like it. Um, it feels a lot more like the old NHB stuff used to back in the day, the way, you know, when I really loved it. I wish we wouldn't have gotten so far away from the NHB days. Yeah, weight curl asses are nice. 
I wish the rounds were way longer. I, I wish we had one 20 minute round or one 30 minute round to fight bare hands, no wraps, uh, soccer kicks, knees and head on the ground, elbows, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little hardcore. I, I, I even kind of like the headbutts, but I understand some people don't want the headbutts in there, but if you want, you want finishes, you want excitement, you want blood and guts, headbutts. Let's do it. Let's make it real. Somebody, let's go. The pussification and the monopolization of, of MMA is kind of not as fun, but I still, I still love, I still love the fights, still love the violence. All right, let's get in. Let's get into these uh, bare knuckle fights because they're they're fun, guys. They're fun. If you're not paying attention, you need to start paying attention. Um, there were some good. There were some good fights. Um, what was one of the? Let's start off again. Go through all of them, I guess. We'll go through some of the more notable ones. I'll, I'll do a little share screen with you on this one too. Here, all right? Yeah, make sure I put the right one in there. Is it the right one? Nope, that's not the right one. What am I doing? Here we go. That's the right one. So you can see uh, this fight was pretty pretty outstanding. This Casey and uh, Wright fight was really good. We've got uh, these guys were were, were <laughs> throwing hot heavy, and Casey landed a number of shots and knocked Wright down. And Wright looked like he was about to be done, and he was almost out of there uh, a couple times on shaky legs and was bloodied up. Looked like it, the fight wasn't going to go much longer. And what do you know? But he uh, he ends up in a flurry catching Casey with a really nice punch, drops him. Uh, Casey took all of the 10 or 9, whatever, to get up to his feet. And he, uh, he was on autopilot. He was on autopilot at that mode as far as I could tell because – he he shot for a double leg on right and uh try to take him down there for a second and then uh in, in another little flurry he looked like he was out the ref kind of stepped in to break him up and in case he threw a spinning back kick at him ended up taking uh two points away i think for the spinning back kick and then um right was able to to close out close out the fight um it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch that fight. Kyle Wright defeated Pat Casey. Um, just uh, what? Just over a minute in the third round. But yeah, it was solidly two rounds to Casey. So it, it shows the uh, the fights can switch fast. They can change direction quickly in bare knuckles because it really does take just that one punch to. To, to change the course of the fight. He um man, he got knocked out pretty good on that one. Good fight, good fight. Uh man, I don't this setup isn't as great as I would like it to be. Other notable fights, Simpson and Jackson. Okay. Uh and Jackson has been I've seen him fight a couple times. We've talked about him a couple times. He's got some skill. I don't know what's going on with Simpson's emo hair here. 
the the emo he's the emo viking i guess and um yeah i I don't know about that but jackson is um pretty solid pretty tough was uh put on a good fight we have here um You have this, yeah. Doctor stopped it, round two. What other fight do we have in here? It's been notable. Rough and rough and stuff, rough and tough. I don't know. He he's got to do something with that rough and rough rough and last name. Uh, Santos. This was a good fight. Ruffin Ruffin looked solid. I'd like to see more from him. Good performance. Celine Worley, these guys, uh, first round KO for Worley. He, uh, he was ready, man. He was on him quick and tough as nails. Uh, Hart versus Savage, Savage, if I'm saying that right, but Savage, I mean, she, she had to cut down to, uh, I think 115. They made a 115 pound weight class. It was right. It was 115. She still looked tiny. She looked really small for that weight. I don't know if she's big enough. She's gonna have to fight 105 pounders or something. Because I don't. I don't know. Um, Hart was just had seven inches of reach on her. And quite honestly, this fight wasn't a lot of fun to watch. It wasn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like my girlfriend said the same thing that I was thinking. It looked like they're just shadow boxing. They look like they were sh shadow boxing and nobody landed any punches. They were throwing, making the sounds, throwing hard, but they, they hardly ever hit each other. It was like, they're just far enough away not to make contact the whole fight. It was wild. Uh, it was kind of, I don't know if you guys watched, what was that? There's a Kevin Hart movie that came out recently. The man from Toronto or something like that. Or the man, man from whatever. And that was his thing. He was trying to do an online coaching program thing. And it was like, boxing without boxing boxing without hitting getting hit that's what it looked like it looks like kevin hart put that fight together because there was a lot of noise and a lot of oh, oh, and um sweating but i didn't see much contact and there wasn't much you know bone on meat sound so yeah i was i was excited for the the next fight to come and the main event Barnett Jr. Alvarez Barnett Jr. Barnett Sr. in the corner. I guess he was cornering a couple guys. I guess his dad's um, been in the the bare knuckle business a minute or so. Barnett's got a fun story. He was, um, tr you know, got in a lot of trouble. He said, well, "Convict to the championship, something like that." He's saying, uh, "It's good to see you putting his positive energy into something good and doing well." But this fight was crazy too. This fight was wild because. Barnett was just across across that ring quick and uh Alvarez was ducking his head low a lot. And because Barnett was coming so hard, so fast forward, you ended up, you know, almost and he was like almost in a double leg position a few times, like on the back of Alvarez. One of the times he actually stood up. We've got it on the uh, in that little corner of the uh, the screen. 
under my John Fitch knows nothing sign. I'll take that down real quick. That one right up in the corner by the Fitch Smash logo. He like picked him up double leg style and um, slammed him. And I thought, oh, great. It's going to be the end of the fight now because uh, it looked like it, Barnett was not feeling too good about it. He did land on his neck a little bit. He was playing the pro wrestling up a little, a little on that, I think. You know, I think he was all right. But I, I, I don't know. At first, I had we had a, I had a way to watch it play back because I remember watching that uh, Prince Nassim, I think, do it went a similar situation where he ducked down low and the guy was over his back and he and he popped up and the guy flew over the top behind him and he didn't he didn't get penalized in any way. Uh, Alvarez did though. When I watched the the video back, you could see that he clearly cupped the knees. He he grabbed. He he doubled up on that. He he, he was on that double leg before he threw him. Maybe if he would have just stood up, I'm not sure what the rules is because if uh if you're just standing up and the guy's putting himself over you it's not exactly like you're intentionally trying to pick him up but if you you allow him to push you to the mat push you down on the ground that can make you tired it can get you a little extra tired it's a little bit of a psychological warfare because you're, you're pushing him down putting his trying to get his hands on the mat almost almost feels like a snap down type situation or you're sprawling out on him i don't i don't think that's good to allow yourself to be put into that position. So I, I'm not mad at Alvarez for, for, for standing up, but you got to wash his hands. You can't, you can't wrap those, you can't wrap those uh, legs up like that. There was, yeah, there was a uh, plant and Benavidez did fight. I saw a couple of the highlights, but that's about it. Um, so I'll take your word for this. Andy Lee saying plant look technically better with more combos, better movement, but Benavidez hits harder. Yep, some of those guys, they just got dynamite hands, man. So, you know, Barnett Jr., Alvarez, it was a decent fight, but at one point uh, before they got back and put their, put their toes on the line, you start seeing Barnett Jr. pointing and being like, hey, his hand, his hand, his hand. And that's pretty keen observation uh, from him and pretty smart on his part, too, because the ref the ref wasn't looking. The ref didn't see it. The ref didn't catch it. He wouldn't have said anything or done anything, and they would have started the round, and he would have had Alvarez in there. His, his hand was like – it was mashed. It looked like somebody – Joe pesci him with a hammer. You know, he it looked, it looked bad, and that's – that's from the TV screen and, and that wrap on it and far away. I couldn't imagine what that looked like close up. But Barnett Jr. pointed that out. Hand is broke. They had to call they had to call it. They had to cut, cut the fight short. It happens. And I want to use this as an example to all you dummies who still think that you're going to strike your way out of a lot of all, or you're going to strike your way out of most of your self-defense situations. Yeah, I'm such a badass striker because I do it all the time and I'm so skilled at it, right? Right, guys? Right, you people at home on the keyboards? Right? You practice so much, you can just rely on using your hands when it comes to a life or death situation. Yes, sure. <laughs> um, right here. Guy's a professional. Guy's a professional. 
had way more rounds than you, hit way more things than you, knows how to throw a punch way more better than you. And what happens? Breaks his hand. Breaks his hand. Hands break. You throw punches against this, this bowling ball covered by a thin little tiny piece of sl- flesh. You, you breaks happen. They happen a lot. You hit the wrong spot, you're, you're in trouble. Your hand is broke. Your hand's as broke as your bank account, fellas. All right? Don't go thinking, oh, I'm, I'll just see red and I'll punch my way out of everything. Like, sorry. What about multiple attackers? Well, you're probably screwed. <laughs> if you're in a situation where you've got that many people coming at you, like, are you training for multiple attackers? If you're not training for multiple attackers, like, you better make sure you're never in a situation where you are surrounded by multiple people. That's really your self-defense. Don't ever, don't ever be in that situation. Don't ever be in a place where that could happen. What if he's got a laser gun and alien friends in a spaceship? What then, huh? You're going to grapple him then? Ugh. Oh, the what if guys. That was bare knuckles, though. It was a fun bare knuckles. They've got a lot more shows coming up. Bare knuckles is definitely uh, one of the promotions. One of the things that I I always try to go and see. Uh, it's always fun. It's always fun. I think the next bare knuckles is going to be the BKFC 38, Nguyen and Strauss. Uh, this fight got canceled. We talked about this because some uh, some softy found out that it wasn't a normal boxing fight. It was bare knuckles boxing fight, and they pulled they pulled the license, insurance, and all that whatever crap last second, and these guys didn't get a fight. So they bumped it back a month. We'll be fighting on the 21st. Uh, the next day, the 22nd, is uh, Brito and Cox. And then the big one. The big one that I think a lot of people are going to be looking to watch. I am going to be looking to watch. I should really try to reach out see if I can get Chris Lytle on some point um, before that event to talk about it. But... My uh, uh, Perry, Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold, Mendez, and Alvarez. That's going to be interesting to say the least. What do you guys think? Are you guys how how pumped you guys are interested at least? How interested are you in seeing Rockhold and Alvarez and and uh, those guys fight? Right, Perry, Rockhold, Alvarez. I guess that's that's a UFC card. It's a UFC headlining card, a fight night or something. You know, that's gonna get some eyeballs. But what do you guys think are the odds here? Because there's some uh, there's some stuff going on, right? You got Chad Mendez fought at 145. This fight. With Alvarez is going to be 165. Last I heard, I think they're fighting at 165. So it's not even going to be 155. It's going to be 165. So he's he's fighting 20 pounds above what he would normally fight at. 
he still looks jacked. Like he's huge. Like, I mean, he grew outwards to put on that 20 pounds because he's still the same height. You know, he didn't, he didn't grow two inches. So he's put on some muscle or something there. He's, he's, he's looking thick. He's looking as, as wide as he is tall. Alvarez, Alvarez, super tough fighter, hits really hard, good combos. This looks like something that he he would do well at and would would uh, succeed at. But at the same time, who knows how tough his finger bones are? How's how's his hands going to hold up with the bare knuckles? And what about his chin? Was Alvarez a little bit chinny to you? Had he been a little chitty, chinny uh, in some of the last those last fights? Um, was that? Part of the uh, the Connor victory back in the day was was his Alvarez's um, you know getting a little chinny over the years because you can't you don't get to sit in the pocket and trade punches forever man like that ends someday your chin your chin says I'm out later dude I had fun we're we're done <laughs> we're done now so what are you gonna do then oh you're right Danny <clears throat> you'd be a rich man. Danny Arnold saying, if I had a quarter for every time I've been attacked by multiple aliens with the spaceship. Yep. Watch out for the ray gun, man. That, that jujitsu, that Brazilian jujitsu ain't going to do nothing against them aliens. Andy Lee, big if true. I don't know. I don't know. And then, okay, James, why? Chiming in on the Luke Rockhold fight. Well, let's, let's talk about this one now. Luke Luke Rockhold and Mike Perry. Luke Rockhold, Platinum Mike Perry. Uh, James is saying Luke's too big. Chad, on the other hand, he'll be fine. Okay, so you're thinking that Chad Mendez isn't giving up too much weight, but you think Luke's too big at 185. He's comfortable at 185. That's his normal weight, 185. Mike Perry used to fight like 170, so... He's moving up a little bit, not that much. I don't think he's giving up that much weight. Uh, he's giving up a lot of reach. Luke's got a lot of reach, but one of Luke's best weapons is his kicks. Those long legs and those powerful kicks, especially that that left kick. And that's going to be gone now. So he's still going to have that fade hook that he has and lands well. Uh, but Luke has been a little bit chinny in some of his fights too. And uh, he's not he's not moving up to like cut less weight. He's cutting the same weight. So I don't know if weight cutting weight played a part in that, or if he just took too many shots. And then Mike Perry, like Mike Perry, this may be what Mike Perry was put on Earth for. <laughs> quite honestly, you know, like he's he's uh, rough and he throws hard. The two minute rounds, his his cardio is not going to be a problem. I think he can fight. 10 minutes hard on any given day, honestly. And he's been in there. He's been in there. He's put rounds in. He's put rounds in and he's put rounds in with elusive guys like MVP, guys that are normally long and hard to hit. Man, I love Luke, but you know, this is a tough fight. This is a really tough fight for him to take with this guy for his first his promotional debut at Bare Knuckles, first time he's taken the gloves off. It's a it's a it's a tough one, you know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're paying him good. Yeah, but for sure. 
Oh, wow. Hemzamir. That's some interesting news. Hemzamir says, Anderson th said, thanks to his fans when they met. And they, <clears throat> sorry, my tongue's thinking for itself today. Hemzamir says, Anderson said, thanks to his fans when they nominated him for the Hall of Fame. And he said, he's not taking the UFC Hall of Fame award. Bravo, bravo, Anderson. T-Ball Paul saying, I honestly thought Luke was going to be the GOAT. I, this is a big, like, frustration for me. I, I thought Luke was going to be champ for quite a long time. But some something along the way, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. You know, he left AKA, he went South Florida, and he put all his attention into stand-up. And he's a grappler. If, if – I'm not even saying that he had to grapple all the time. Like the first five minutes, just go out there, close the distance, put him in the fence. He's he's long, awkward. He's hard to deal with. He's really hard to deal with on the ground or in the clinch on the fence. Like he can get funky takedowns. He can leg trip you. Easy, quick takedowns. He can do damage because he can push you in the fence, throw big knees and look for chokes. Get you tired. Get you tired, wear you out, blow your arms out make you move slow and then he can start teeing off on you and start chopping you with that big leg that big leg power but he just he kind of abandoned it i don't know i don't know if there was an injury or something or whatever prevented him from utilizing that skill more i, I don't know why it happened but i don't know maybe they were just giving him money under the table like hey man keep it standing and we'll pay an extra bonus we don't know because there's still lots of undisclosed pay that we don't know about. That's still a fraction of what they would make if it was a, a free market. Yes, this was this was one of the this is the the sun shines on a dog's ass some days. <laughs> that was Hamzamir saying I was shocked when Bisping beat Luke. I was shocked when Bisping beat anybody. <laughs> like seriously. I, he lost to Anderson. I'm sorry. He, that was a loss. He lost to him. I thought he lost to uh, Henderson the second time. Like he's got a, he's got a lot of questionable things on his record and he just happened to land that that punch, right time, right place. There is no way that Luke should have lost that fight. He should have went out there, got in on the single leg, went to work. It shouldn't have lasted a round. It really shouldn't have. But, you know, the one-eyed, the Cyclops showed up. Cyclops showed up that day. Oh, there's, oh, we know, we know that they happen. It's not, conspir I mean, conspiracies is like, they're real. <laughs> a lot of them are real. Like, um, we know the under the table pay is there. There's, there, there is, you know, people talk about it. It's documented. It's not, it's not as out there in the open anymore. They, they want that undisclosed stuff because they don't want that on the books. There's a certain amount of hush money. 
given to guys that we don't really know about it. It's still fractional compared to what they could make, but those guys, they don't, they don't, they don't really understand. They can't see big picture. They just want to take the money right now. Yep, he lost a he lost a Hamill too, huh? But you know, he's got a nice, comfy, cozy job. He's got a really cozy, comfy job. That's for sure. Talking up guys is being great when maybe they're not even winning. All right, all right. That's the the bare knuckles recap and a little preview of the fights to come. That is going to be a fun one. That's going to be fun. So we got a little bit of time until April 21st, and it's going to be a, a back-to-back weekend. We're going to do a double slam uh, bloody knuckles weekend that, that weekend with all the, all the bloody knuckle fights, all the bare knuckle fights. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. That's that Hamzamir. <laughs> hey man, are we sharing a brain, Hamzamir? I don't know. Sometimes uh, he says George did a smart thing fighting Bisping, not Woodley, because Bisping is easy. Yeah, he can't. He cherry picked. GSP's a smart dude. Never let anybody ever tell you any different. GSP's a really smart dude. They, he cherry picked that. He saw the perfect opportunity. He's like, whoa, I can be a double champ. I can come out after all these years. I can get a different contract. I can. Man, smart guy. He was smart. Danny Arnold. That's big. He says, uh, you know something? For as much as I like MMA and fighting in general, I don't own even one piece of UFC memorabilia or merchandise. I will never buy any of Dana White's stuff for as corrupt as he is. Yep, support the fight, support the fighters. Screw the promotion. We don't care about the promoter. Anybody can put on a promotion. We don't we really don't care about them. They're stealing from the sport or stealing from all of us. Suckers. All right, all right. Now we'll get into these fights. We'll get into the UFC fight on ESPN. Vera Sandhagen. Hey, I uh I came in. After the prelims, because I had wrestling class. That's right. We have wrestling class in San Jose. John Fish teaching wrestling class out here, uh, out on San Carlos. Check it out. Uh, I sent out an email newsletter uh, today talking about it. If you uh, are in the area, come through. $30 drop-in, $100 for the month. We got We got room for you come through space space will be limited because at some point you know we're not, we can't fit more than 30 people in at one time so once we get to that 30 30 point um watch out i got i got like eight regular people there every weekend and then i have um i've had classes where i had 22 you know so i just got to get the regular people in monthly monthly charges and build it up it'll be good hopefully i'll, I'll be able to uh add another class day at that point if i can get you know to that 30 mark it's all hey look and we got a full 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 ass room here i need a little more space a little more time let's do it 
Oh, so we're getting here. Uh, Andy Lee saying, Mech card first prelims were insane. I I missed those, so I didn't get to check them. I did see, yeah, I did see the main card. So uh, Panita did a great job with the submission over Lutz, and uh, was that was that the fight where it was like kind of slow until it wasn't slow? Was that the one? Was that one of the? No, 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 no. That was that was the land where. Never mind. No, Panita, Panita looked good uh, with the submission win. Then we'll get into my old training partner, Chidi and Jikawani. Chidi, so tough. He he looked good in the fight. He was hanging tough. Uh, Durev also looked really tough. Wrestling was good. Throws power punches. Chidi just wasn't pulling the trigger enough. I think if he would have put more output, more double jabs, more finishing combinations with kicks. I think that's a big one for him. I know he's worried about getting taken down. I know he's worried about getting tired. But you got to do it. That's what works. Throw the three-punch combination. Throw the two-punch combination. Finish with the kick. Leg, body, head. Switch it up. Change change which one you're hitting. But that pressure together is is where the big things happen. Because he would, you know, he would, you know, miss the first one, maybe land one get part of the third and then he wouldn't finish up with the with the kick so he, he was missing he was missing a, that little little bit of touch i think if he would have added that element you know <clears throat> throwing kicks off of all the punches and strikes he was doing would it would have been uh would have been better for him but they ruled it a close close decision they gave it to they gave it to uh, durev which sucks because Chidi's those, he's one of those talents, man. He could beat. He could beat Adesanya. He could. He could beat uh, uh, um, Perez, right? Alex Perez. Uh, Piera, sorry. He beat Piera. He could. If, if he uh, was in a hard fight and, and had, had pushed hard, like he's technically good enough to fight those guys. But he... He's just he just misses just by this much on some of these fights, and it and it sucks when the guys you see guys do that, you know. Especially is he good? He's a good dude. T ball Paul says uh, was Cheedy at AKA? No, he wasn't. Cheedy was at uh, One Kicks Gym in Vegas when I was in Vegas for a little over two years. Uh, one kicks a great, great stand-up coach, great coach. <clears throat> He's been in the game a very, very long time. And, you know, it was good working with him, training with him. She did, she got to spar with Rockhold once and they had, it was a freaking great sparring session. It was, it was a treat to watch. <clears throat> it was fun to watch. They, they were coming out after each other and they had good stuff thrown at each other. They had talked about sparring more together, him coming up more, but it never never worked out. <clears throat> Maybe it was uh, Luke might have went to Southern Florida, but then uh, maybe that was it. Um, then we get into uh, Macy Barber, Andrea Lee. I, I didn't 
give my full attention to this. So you guys maybe correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. I admit when I'm wrong sometimes, you know, you guys can correct me. But every time I looked up, it looked like Andrea Lee was in control or doing more. She looked she looked like she was landing more, winning the exchanges and grappling. I again I might have missed a piece here and there because I was distracted, but um what was up with that decision? Do you guys agree with that decision? Was that a good decision? I kind of I, I kind of had to do a double take. You know, I did a double take. I, but then again, I, I had to calm myself down and, and be like, yeah, well, you kinda you kinda were a little distracted. So maybe you missed some uh some spice, maybe you missed some spice on that fight that was there and I didn't see it. Hemzamir uh, saying, didn't Lyoto Machido train at AKA for Tito back in the day? He came and trained for a little bit, worked on his wrestling, sparred with Kane, rolled with the rest of us. It was good. It was fun. His uh his push kick, man. It's it's like he's it's like a, it was like a little like two by four. Like you, you shaved down, so it's kind of pointy, but not out of a point, just kind of like a you know, little 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 point kind of not like a spear but like you just jam those toes in your belly this shit hurt man like not even from like the kick whatever it's just like those those hard toes it's like what do you like kicking like flaming wood or something toughen up your toes in that karate stuff it's wild all right here's some backup here's some backup andy lee saying lee won that fight in my opinion so i wasn't the only one <laughs> um yeah so I, I didn't think i was crazy but yeah what are, what are you gonna do i that was the other change i think i'd make with mma <clears throat> 20 minute round for non-title 30 minute round for title and you win or you draw it's it's a win or draw you you finish you finish or draw somebody finishes or it's a draw that's it Okay, you get you get a big chunk of money to show. They have an extra finish bonus that goes to the person who finishes and wins. And the refs mostly hands off, no stands up. They don't stand anybody up. It's just you fight until you fight. They can call stalling though. If there's no action, they can call stalling, stand you up. But they gotta warn the whoever was stalling. They gotta call it out and they gotta warn them. You get a warning and then a yellow card. You get another warning, the number three, that's a red card, and you give up some of your purse to your opponent. Let's put some stakes. Let's put some stakes on it. All right, let's put some stakes on it. Get some get some action. I think that's what we need. Then we can cut the judges out of this. But nothing's going to change as long as there's the monopoly. We can't do nothing. <laughs> yep, can't do nothing. Um... Then we get to Lingo and Landwehr. Landwehr. Uh, this was a slow-paced fight. I didn't see a lot of action. You know, I can't think of anything notable, but it was right <laughs> at that four-minute mark or whatever. We got the transition to the back to the, to the choke. It was nothing. A lot, a lot of nothing. A lot of medium pace to fast sprints. 
and to the finish for Landwehr. Landwehr, that's just a cool name. That's just a cool name, Landwehr. I am Landwehr. Sounds like some kind of wizard or something. Uh, Holly Holm gets another decision win. Then we get into the main card, this main card. And I got to admit, when I'm wrong, when I'm wrong, right? I said I thought Vera was going to win this fight. I really thought Vera. Because Vera has been on a, a little bit of a streak. Uh, I'm sorry. He's been on a little bit of a streak. Vera has been, right? He uh, he beat Rob Font. The decision. He KO'd Dominic Cruz last year. He beat Davy Grant 2021. He knocked out Frankie Edgar with that devastating kick to the face. Teep Loy. And uh, he beat, oh, he lost to Jose Aldo. He beat Sean O'Malley. He beat Song Yadong. Like he's been on a tear ever since the Jose Aldo loss. He's been on a tear and he's had momentum. I thought he had the heat. He had the gas. He had that steam. He was ready. I thought that was going to happen. And then we've got Corey Sandhagen. I didn't think he was on the rise, right? Uh, he gets the win over Song Yudong last year. That's the only fight he had, though. Then he loses to Peter Yan, loses to TJ Dillashaw. So he's got two losses in 2021. He beat Moreas, lost to Sterling. You know, I mean, he had like three fights skid. He had a three fight skid going into 2022, fought once as a big win against Song Yadong. It's a tough fighter right there. And going into this fight. So just looking at that, I uh, I didn't think it through. I didn't think it through. I was looking at win-losses. I was looking at their, uh, their mojo. I was looking at the mojo more than I was looking at what's really, in what's really important in Pintant. Thinking about beer, I think. In pint, pints. What's really important, okay? Yes, your mojo, your swag, the, the, the momentum. Momentum is important. But what's more important is the fact that styles make match or styles make fights, right? Matchups make fights, the styles, the stylistic matchups. Sandhagen has the ability to switch things up and is willing to switch things up to grapple. And that's what he did here, right? And if we look, I'm going to look at those fights that Vera had. Uh, he's fighting Rob Font. Rob Font's probably not going to wrestle with him. Fights Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz isn't going to wrestle with him. Marlon Vera. Or I'm sorry. Uh, David Grant. Davy Grant. I, um, I'm not real familiar with David Grant, but I'm guessing he probably isn't going to wrestle that much. Um, Frankie Edgar has potential to wrestle, but Vera landed that kick. So maybe that was a good equalizer. Alzo, Aldo is not going to wrestle. O'Malley is not going to wrestle. Song Yudong maybe might wrestle, but probably probably not. No, he's going to stand. So 
you see that stylistically, Vera's mostly a stand-up guy. He's going to stand. He's going to look to stand. And the guys he's been fighting, the guys he's been fighting are all geared towards wanting to stand. Frankie Edgar is really the only guy who's capable and willing sometimes to switch it up and, and do the grappling. And, you know, um, he's able to land that kick, so it didn't matter that much. Uh, he did the, the face warp, that picture. Oh, that was a ugly picture. But you see the style. You got to look at the style, stylistically, even though there wasn't as much heat on Sandhagen. He still has that ability to put you on your back, make you work. And he was able to take Vera down early in the fight and wear him out a little bit. And I guarantee you, forcing him to grapple, forcing him to clinch, forcing him to fight from his back, wore, wore him out, wore him out and made it harder for Vera to do the work he needed to in those later rounds to win. Um, Vera also starts a little slow. He's a little bit of a slow starter. He might not, in a five-round fight, he might not get going until the third round. It happened this time, too. So if you can take advantage of that slow start, put him in bad positions, guarantee you those first couple of rounds, and wear him out, get him tired, make him sweaty, that's that's a good strategy. San Hagen had a good strategy. Uh, as Cheeto turned up the heat, turned on the action, he was able to stop a lot more of the shots, but I think he San Hagen had slowed him down enough to where he was dominating a lot of the exchanges. He was able to use that uh, guerrilla warfare style of striking, style of striking in and out, moving, frustrating Vera, making him chase a little bit, making him miss. He did a great job. So I got to check myself before I wreck myself, guys. Right? I got to check myself because those styles, right? Those styles make fights. The matchups make the fights. And the momentum is important. Momentum is important, but styles, style, style of fighter, the guy who can grapple, <gasps> go figure. The guy who knows how to grapple and strike is the guy who's, who's more dangerous and, and more capable of winning and doing damage. Hmm. 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 Really? Hmm. <laughs> That's so hard to believe not but for some reason we also had some screwball decision at the end do you guys pay attention to that nonsense uh sanhagen clearly dominated that fight won all five rounds in no no way shape or form did i think at any point in time was vera winning that fight at no point in time that he he switched the momentum and, and moved things in his direction but here we have it a split decision they called a split decision <laughs> and you had one judge scored it 50 45 sanhagen the other judge scored it 49 46 sanhagen and then you have this weirdo scored it 48 47 vera what are you talking about bubba I think this guy's license need to be taken away. But I think this is the result of what 
the UFC is pushing and pushing towards these guys, right? What the announcers are pushing these guys towards because there's nothing in the language of the rules that mentions the word damage. It's never brought up. It's never mentioned. They never say the fighter who damages the other fighter the most is winning the fight. The fighter who does this and damages him, no. The language is very clear and saying something about um, the, the, the actions that progress the fight along towards a finish. That's, that's what it is. And, and the announcers and, and everybody else keep saying damage, 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 damage. It has nothing to do with damage. It's never mentioned. There is no damaged mentioned ever at all. It's not mentioned. Okay. I, I think I have it here. I got the rule, unified rules. Prioritized criteria. That's what they say. All right. I can, I can show you guys. You want to take a look at this? We'll take a look at this together. Do some investigation, right? Is that it? Is this it? No. Where's the, uh, Unified rules. There it is. Okay. So right here, right? Prioritized criteria. Effective striking grappling. Legal blows that have immediate or cumulative impact with the potential to contribute towards the end of the match with the immediate weighing in more heavily. Let's see. Is this better? But you can't see that. There's got to be a better way to. Oh, that's not good. I'm on the bottom. <laughs> Do the side. Oh, that's maybe okay. Let's move this thing away. Yeah. All right. Maybe that. Right. The immediate weighing in more heavily than your cumulative impact. Successful execution of takedowns, submission attempts, reversals, and the achievement of advantageous positions that produce immediate or cumulative impact with the potential to contribute to the end of the match with the immediate weighing more heavily than the cumulative impact. It shall be noted that a successful takedown is not merely a changing of position, but the establishment of an attack from the use of the takedown top and bottom position fighters are assessed more on the impactful effective result of their actions more so than their position this criterion will be deciding factor in high majority of decisions when scoring a round the next two criteria must be treated as a backup and used only when effective striking grappling is 100 equal for the round all righty, all righty. So that's 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 the rule. That's how the scoring is supposed to happen. Did you guys hear the word damage in there at all? Anything about damage? It's never mentioned. Well, I think they use the word damage on purpose. I don't think it's a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake that they're like, oh, well, it, when we read it, it was an honest mistake. We just thought it meant damage. We thought that's what it sounded like. No, I think they are pushing that on purpose because – it's it's um, such a nothing word. You can't. It has. It's a shapeless, empty kind of word. You can't define it necessarily in a way that everybody agrees on. 
in the sense of a fight. So it's easy to trick people into saying, oh, well, that was damage. I think what they really mean is exciting, okay? Because I don't think this is a sport. It's a production. They put on a pro wrestling show. They only care about excitement. They don't care about if the technique actually is working to finish the fight. They don't care. They only care if it's exciting. They only care if the technique you're using is exciting to the crowd, okay? It could be a powder puff technique that does not hurt, that does not injure the guy, that does not finish the fight, and does not have much potential to finish the fight. But if it's exciting, then that's what they want to score because that's what the pro wrestling fans want. They want the excitement. They want guaranteed excitement. And I think that's why we get these decisions. I think that's why we get these guys because you have that judge is sitting there and he's like oh my god you see him he tried really hard listen to the crowd they think it's exciting that guy's winning i don't think it's an accident i don't i think uh <clears throat> they know what they're doing slime balls <laughs> right i want this to be a sport i want to be able to love and like the sport and teach my kids the sport that i love i don't i don't love pro wrestling i don't want anything to do with pro wrestling i don't like it I think it's stupid. I really think it's really stupid. Oh, well, it, it's just scripted acrobatics and blah, 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 blah. I don't care. It's it's fake and yay. Say, so just fight. Just actually fight. I don't want to put on my leotard and pretend to fight. And then I'll pretend to get get mad. I mean, yeah, Macho Man was fun. It was It was cool to watch Macho Man. But if I would have known before that it was fake, I wouldn't ever watch. It wasn't until after I found out. Oh, yeah, it's fake. Oh, here, I got to put my macho my glasses on then. Let me tell you something, kids. It's fake. <laughs> I don't like the fake pro wrestling. <laughs> Hamzamir says ECW is more gritty than today's UFC. I mean, I, I know some guys are just super passionate about it. Uh, I just like the real wrestling exists. Real fighting exists. I don't understand the appeal of no, I want to watch the fake one. I want to watch the pretend one. That's better. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand at all. KFAB, 100%. People get mad at you and you call it, <laughs> call it out, though. Uh, Danny Arnold says, it's KFAB. I want actual fighting when I'm watching the fights. Yes, I don't care about any other stuff. I don't care about the hype. I don't care about their Instagram following. I don't care about what they did outside. I don't care. I care about the techniques. I, I honestly, I'm not, maybe I'm a dick, whatever. Call me a dick. I don't care. I don't really care that much about the fighters. I care about the fight. I care about the techniques. That's I forget the guys' names. I have to go back to the other screen when I'm talking to you guys here to remember the guys' names. That's how unattached I am to the person in the fight. I want to see the techniques. If you're if you're showing me amazing techniques and stuff, then awesome. I'll probably become a fan of you. But if if it's more on focus on the pro wrestling side, I just I don't I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. Hamzamir, I miss Pride and Strike Force. Yep, I do too. 
I missed the era of free agency. We're going to get to it, though. Muhammad Ali Act to MMA is coming. We got a senator. We got a senator. We're going to reintroduce the bill for this year. Uh, there's a meeting with the ABC that you have, that the uh, Fighters Association will be attending we'll have some representatives there hopefully randy will be there carlos Noon, i think will be there they'll, they'll probably do a little talk talk about what's going on what we need changing what needs to be done it's coming but it's slow because all these fighters dragging their feet because they got a mouthful of promoter cock yep i said it <laughs> i like my breadcrumbs oh, i like breadcrumbs keep stealing from me harder daddy T-Ball Paul, yep, it's uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, yep, he was a, uh, he was a, <clears throat> a former fighter, so he knows, he knows, he knows some stuff. Yeah, Hamzamir Vandalay has been with us, helping out, he's been down in Brazil a lot, though, I've been, it seems like there's a lot of political stuff down there he's getting involved in, <clears throat> but change is coming, man, sooner or later, it's coming. So hopefully I'm not dead beforehand. <laughs> Either way, I, I you know, I I did work to help change things, but I'll never get a pat on the back or nothing. So, whatever. I just I just don't want to don't want to have to watch this pro wrestling crap anymore. Honestly, that's the gift. That's my prize. That's my reward. Yeah, it would be nice if we get Anderson to, and to join, but. You know, some and some of those guys, man, I don't know how much dirt the UFC has on them and they're afraid to talk, <laughs> you know, because we know the UFC covers up failed drug tests. So what if there's a bunch of guys that failed drug tests that we didn't find out about that they got covered up, but but they're just beholden to the UFC and they won't ever they won't ever go against the UFC because they know UFC could accidentally spill the beans. I don't know. T-Ball Paul, yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're two different instruments. We've got a three-pronged attack, three-pronged attack, right? We've got the uh, antitrust lawsuit, okay? We have the uh, Muhammad Ali Act to MMA, the Muhammad Ali Re Reform Act, and the MMAFA, the Fighters Association. And we need all those things. You need all those three-pronged attacks because one is – the lawsuit, one, it's gotten us discovery. We got to see the numbers. We got to see what's going on. Um, it will, uh, that lawsuit will help create legal benchmarks about how the UFC and how promoters in, in uh, MMA can operate. So we'll have legal, legal precedent, right? No, you cannot do these things ever again, promoters. You're done once, once the case uh, goes through. Um, to the Ali Act, that sets federal law up, saying clearly, promoters, you cannot do this. You cannot control title, rank, exclusive contracts. You cannot you do these things. You have to open up your books and show people what's going on. We'll have legal protections there. Three, and this is where the boxers failed, is the Fighters Association. The Fighters Association is the driving force. It's the thing that forces the promoters to honor the laws. Because if they break those laws, the Fighters Association, they're the one that's going to take legal action. They're, they're the one that's going to step up and be like, ah, no, 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 no. 
we have industry standard. This is how it's done. This is how it operates. Here's the legal precedent to show that this is the way it's done. And here's the uh, federal law saying that it's definitely the way it's done. So no, you're going to have to play ball. That's, that's what needs to happen. That's what's happening. The fact that you have the same guys in all of those things, that's just, you know, because we're all fighters who want the same thing. And that's, this is the way to do it. This is the way. This is the way. We got to put our Mandalorian helmets on. This is the way. Fighters, let's go. This is the way. This is the way. And we know this is the way because we've seen other sports do it this way. We've seen other sports sue. We've seen other sports do it. So we know this is the way. We know what's up. All right, guys. All right. That was good. That was fun. Um, what's up? What's up next? 287. When's 287? Uh, September. Oh, no, September. Saturday, April 8th. April 8th. Okay. So we got a little, we got a, what, a break next week? Maybe I need to have a guest next week or something. So we're going to have a little bit of time off, right? I got to, I'm, I'm a little crazy. So what is today even? I grabbed the wrong let me see. Let me double check. <clears throat> March 26th. Okay, okay. So yeah, we've got we've got a little bit of time. Right? Yeah. April Fool's Day. No fights on April Fool's Day. Maybe there's a Bellator or something. We'll find something. But all right, all right. So we got a little break. Maybe that's what I, I should do is try to get Chris Lytle on the show next week or something. If we can't get him, maybe I can get uh, MMA or Mexican martial arts back on the show. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'll have to reach out this week to see what's what's doable, what's, what's up with people. That would be a good idea. Um, but, yeah, guys, what are, your, uh, what are your thoughts on that? We've got – Piera and Asanya rematch. It was a close fight before. Adesanya could win. If Adesanya does a lot more wrestling this fight, I think it's a clear path towards victory. Not that he was completely outgunned and outmatched on the stand-up. He did all right. He had hurt Piera at least once a little bit. So... We'll see. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, Gilbert Burns versus Masvidal. That is interesting, I guess. I, I don't know, man. I just, these welterweights, it's like whatever. I, I don't think they're that great. Maybe it's just my own pride from being a former welterweight saying that, but like, I, I don't, I don't see the skill set of being that high. I think both those guys, you know, they're, they're talking about these guys being close to title contention, whatever. I think there's plenty of guys out there that, that beat them, but they don't get the push because I don't know, maybe they grapple too much. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll see. And that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole thing with Masvidal, uh, Colby Covington, the Nelk boys, uh, the whole jumping scenario, it, it, it looks like a setup. It's like all these fights are payoffs. Like they're, they're paying people off not to follow through with suits. 
because there's a good chance that Dana White was on the text message with the Elk Boys, on the text message with uh, Jorge, antagonizing the fight. I think they wanted this in order to have another like Connor versus Khabib moment, throwing the trolley through the, the bus window to help sell a fight. And then I don't think they ever thought Colby would turn around and sue. And then when he sues, he gets discovery and he finds out all these people are on the same text message, talking about it, building it up. This is all speculation. This is all conspiracy theory. And then Nelk boys get paid off the $250,000 for setting it up. Uh, Jorge gets his, 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 uh, his lawyer bills and the lawsuit bills paid for by the UFC. Colby gets um, to weigh in as an alternate for, for a title fight, getting an undisclosed amount of money, a backroom bonus for doing so. And he's promised the next title shots. They're talking about Leon Edwards and Colby. Leon's the one who's who's the stick in the mud saying, nope, Colby doesn't get a shot. He doesn't get it because he, I think he wants to fight Jorge because they already have heat. They got beef. So Masvidal needs to win this fight in order for that plan to go through. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna strong arm to fight Colby. And if they don't, they, Colby may go public with text messages. Who knows? Who knows? It's all speculation. I'm just conspiracy theorying here. It's not real. Nobody knows. <clears throat> so I don't know. I don't know, man. You're right, T-Ball Paul. That's a super deep conspiracy. Super deep. So deep. Balls deep, even. That's a balls deep conspiracy, man. Yeah, Hamzamir thinks it's real. A lot of people are talking about it. I keep hearing it from different things. The scuttlebutt. There's a lot of scuttlebutt around talking about that may be exactly what it is. Oh, the story behind the shark. It's no big story. I thought it was funny. Um, we went to uh, Gilroy Gardens for a... Uh, Christmas for Christmas, you're ice skating, they have lights at night, you hot cocoa and uh, you go on the rides at night. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Fun little Christmas time. They got some fake snow. It's really just like bubbles, but it's fun. So we went last year. We went this last year too. Again, second time kids got these like big suckers and they had, for some reason they had a shark, had a shark on it and I confiscated it. <laughs> I stole it, hung it onto here so that uh, I have a little extra company. I've got a bunch of little like miniature like toys. I got like a man of arms or man of war and Skeletor and some other people. I got like these guys fell off, but I got like Green Lantern, Green Lantern right there. I got a Batman and the Flash. So I just got like a little audience. So I put them on there so I have somebody to kind of look at and cheer me on, right? So uh, the shark's just here. Um, it it gives me a little bit of leeway too so that I feel that and I don't whack the mic because sometimes I get excited and I forget. <laughs> Stuff's right there. But yeah, that's that's really what the what that is. Why is this stupid thing popping up on my... All right. All right, guys. So there's some good fights. There's some good fights. We got some fights coming up. We'll get some stuff together 
for next week. Now that I see that there's no fights, unless there's a, I don't think there's a belt, belt I don't know, maybe a belt tour, but I haven't seen anything. I don't think so. I, I don't know, man. T-Ball Paul says, you think Bilal would get the title shot because he's an Ali Abdizez client? Who isn't? Who isn't one of Ali's clients? He's got like 300 guys under him. It's wild. I can't believe that's legal. I cannot believe that's legal. How is that possible that that's legal? How is that not obviously just a broker that works for the UFC at that point? Manitas de Piedra says, great weekend of fights headlined by the state of Arizona. David Benitez, Phoenix, Arizona, dominated. And Jesus Ramos, Casa Grande, Arizona, sold the show. Arizona, Team Benitez, Team Ramos. All righty. All right, all right, all right. We'll survive. T-Ball Paul says this is a Bellator card on Friday. It's okay. All right, that's good. We got something. We got something to inject into our veins. We got violence to inject into our veins. Yeah. Let's do it. <clears throat> all right, brothers. Make sure you go to the links below and check out the Gumroad programs. All right, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Summer's coming up, guys. It's time to start getting jacked, right? I've got the fitness programs. I got the, the lifting programs, Fitch Smash Strength. It's time. It's time to get started now so that it you'll be ready and shredded and peeled for, for the summer, okay? Let's go. Let's get it done. The intro to practical self-defense is free. It's available already right now. Go to the Gumroad, download that, check it out. It's very basic, very simple. Anybody can do those. You can show it to your kids, your girlfriend, do it. And then the practical self-defense, it's coming. It's 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 in the chamber. It's in the chamber. Trust me, guys. I've been saying that for two weeks in a row. <laughs> I will I will have it ready. All right. Yeah, I need to get, I need to, yeah, we should get, we should get Chris. Should I get Chris on? That would be great. I think I have one actually somewhere. The kid's got some things. Oh, here's this one fell off because the kid knocked my monitor down the other, like last week or whatever. But here's uh, He-Man. Oh, can't find him. Where is he? Oh, there he is, He-Man. Yep. So I've got I've got little things around. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that might you know when it's my turn to host, maybe that will be what we do. And I should have because I think next weekend is. I can't remember. So I, somebody else said it was their weekend next weekend. Uh, so that might be mine the week after because i should have my stuff up so maybe we can do maybe we'll do self-defense course i'll get i'll get the program to those guys too for free and uh hopefully they can go through some of it yep 
mainlining violence right into our veins. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the macho man step up there. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Um, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, appreciate you. Make sure you're liking, sharing, subscribing, watching all the other stuff. The Fitch Pilds. If you got, if you have a subject or a topic you would like me to cover on Fitch Pilled, send me, send me a message, DM me somewhere, email me, whatever. Let me know. Tell me what's up. What, what do you want to know more about? What do you want to have my opinion on? Uh, also, um, if you find any fights out there uh, that you would like me to break down any street fights or self-defense situations. If you find something that I haven't covered on my learn to fight videos, uh, uh, send them my way. Ask me, ask me. It would help me out a lot. Actually, you wouldn't be bothering me at all. You'd be helping me because you might see some stuff that I, I haven't seen. All right. So yeah, um, do that. All right. Thanks for watching guys. I'll check y'all later.